You're listening to Civic from the San Francisco Public Press. On this edition, new legislation is on the table to prevent landlords from disrupting water and power service with construction while residents are sheltering in place. Never sued or been sued. I managed to live 60 years um, before I was given five days to leave. And and I bring it up because um, it's possible to feel very, very, very alone. It's just one building and just one person. It's just one jerk, you know, who bought the building and fancies himself now some sort of real estate mogul. I'm Laura Wenis, and this is Civic. It's missing one very important thing, which is the signature of the city attorney, which we are going to try to get in the next 26 minutes. That was Supervisor Aaron Peskin at a press conference in front of an apartment building in Knob Hill, where he was announcing new legislation. The proposal he introduced is aimed at keeping landlords from disrupting the lives of their tenants, who are sheltering in place, with construction. For example, it would require that landlords provide alternative electrical and water supplies if the construction they're doing results in those being shut off. We are standing here uh, in front of the home of 27 years of Andrea Michaels, commonly known in this community as the pizza lady. When she is not designing crossword puzzles, she is delivering food to the homeless and sheltered population of this neighborhood, um, which makes her a rock star in her own right. Um, But she has a landlord who thinks that um, he does not answer to the law, who thinks that he can drive her crazy, that he can cut off her power, cut off her water, and while he is one example, there are actually much larger corporate landlords like the Veritas Corporation that controls 5,000 units in San Francisco that have been doing the same thing. So while we are sheltering in place, it is profoundly important that the residents of these buildings can shelter in peace. Today, I am going to introduce emergency legislation, um, which is rarely done, but can be done during this pandemic, uh, to create some very, I think, common sense um, exclusions for individuals like Andrea's landlord that says, number one, you cannot do non-essential, non-emergency construction unless you can provide water and alternative sources of power to the tenants in these buildings. Um, It is because of egregious actors like the gentleman who owns this building, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, the individual who owns this building, and Veritas that are constantly harassing their tenants that we need legislation like this. Now, I always want to say first I want to thank God, and by God I mean Aaron, <laughs> so, <laughs> and his archangels, Lee and, and Sonny. Um, we were just joking because it's Bastille Day. Um, but seriously, I just want to thank um, people for coming because, um, you know, obviously this has been, there's a bigger nightmare happening than, than, than this building. There's a nightmare writ large. This is a small one. 
uh, and he has just systematically been evicting, uh, buying out, and bullying. Um, and when that didn't work, uh, he tried to evict me. That has, thank God again for the San Francisco Tenants Union, um, the, the uh, Eviction Defense Collaborative. I, I have never sued or been sued. I managed to live 60 years um, before I was given five days to leave. And, uh, and I bring it up because um, it's possible to feel very, very, very alone. It's just one building. I'm just one person. It's just one jerk, you know, who bought the building and fancies himself now some sort of real estate mogul. The building the press conference was held in front of is mostly empty and construction is near constant, according to one tenant who still lives there. Her name is Andrea Carla Michaels, and she's a professional namer and crossword puzzle creator. For disclosure, she also creates crossword puzzles for the San Francisco Public Press, Civic's parent organization. And she has appeared on Civic before. Michaels is better known in San Francisco for her practice of distributing pizza to homeless people, earning her the nickname Pizza Lady. Michaels says construction in the building has been significantly disruptive to her life. I try and go out and do my rounds uh, for an hour. Your pizza distribution yeah, alone. It's the only time I go out a day um, because uh, for my own sanity and the people are still there. And then I, I come back and try and eat <laughs> during whatever nonsense is going on. I mean, basically, it's a full-time job. I try and capture on film. Uh, I've taken to when he specifically harasses me to try now to get it on film. Then I just try and tune it out the best I can uh, until whenever they choose to leave. Then at night is when I now do all my work. And she says things have gotten ugly between her and her landlord. I told Tony when he first started this nonsense and I couldn't work anymore. I said, you know, you're making it so I can't work. So you're now my work. And I am going to turn you in every day for every infraction. And he just goes, like, I can't say it on here, but he's like, you know, you. And I'm like, you can't be saying you to the old lady upstairs with the cat. You know, been here 27 years. And um, so, so anyway, it just escalates it. I mean, he's like a 12-year-old boy. He's a 65-year-old. He's just this bully. He's this bully. But I've been trying to capture him on phone. But what ends up happening is my hand begins to shake uncontrollably when I take it out. And I don't want him to see that he intimidates me. I've never been intimidated by anybody in my entire life. She's actually filing a harassment lawsuit against her landlord. Among other things, Michaels alleges he's cursed at her, has broken the cart she uses to distribute pizza, and has used constant construction and neglect of major repairs to convince other tenants to move out. She says it's just her and one other tenant remaining in the building and that the other tenant is currently away. So the first thing that happened was they wouldn't fix her plumbing. And it went on for months and months, and it was disgusting. And uh, 
she made the mistake of stopping paying rent. She had tried everything else, and then they were able to swoop in and evict her. By that time, she hated him so much. She actually left a huge pile of garbage in there. The second one got physically sick from the dust, from everything happening there and above her. And so they offered her $3,800 to move. She got a lawyer. She ended up with about 50000 but she, she's not allowed to specifically say. The third girls, one wasn't completely on the lease, so they were afraid when the, the ceiling fell in and they, they were flooded twice. Uh, and I said, please join me in this lawsuit. And they were like, you know what? We'd rather just leave. They didn't even get a payout. The people on top, they were thinking about starting to have a family. So they didn't want to be in this environment. Then he kept their deposit, so they had to sue. Um, so that's why. I mean, you wake up and everybody says, thanks, Hal. Thank you. Hal does great work. He makes people be compliant with smoking laws. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, I, I looked at apartments actually back in Minneapolis, where I'm from. <laughs> but the reality is, I don't want to leave San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Even you know, I mean, San Francisco isn't the city I moved here to. But you know, I want to stay and fight. Not him. I want to stay and fight for you know the folks, the neighbors. Uh, and actually, I don't want to fight. I just want to. I just want to live. I reached out to Michaels's landlord. He denied that he's harassing or bullying anyone, and said tenants are always given the required 24-hour notice before water or power are shut off. We scheduled a time to record an interview, but when I reached him a second time, he said, on the advice of his attorney, due to ongoing litigation, he had to decline to comment. There is a long string of complaints about code violations in the building's online history. Things like work exceeding the scope of a permit, or work without a permit, and disturbance of lead paint without proper containment measures. Many of the complaints were substantiated by notes from building inspectors and then subsequently marked as addressed. Two items remain open and unresolved. For one of them, a notice of violation has been sent. But the legislation being proposed isn't just about Michael's and her landlord's dispute. Other tenants around the city have complained about constant construction while they're sheltering in their homes during the pandemic. Um, yeah, so uh, my name is Lena Maibaum. I'm a native San Franciscan. Um, I also work as an organizer at Housing Rights Committee SF, and I'm also a Veritas tenant. Um, just a few words. Uh, we, are urgent, we urgently need this emergency ordinance to ensure that the tenants have access to water in their homes during this awful pandemic. And utilities and water shutoffs of non-essentials works do not, do not occur. I know neighbors throughout San Francisco who have been facing water shutoffs during this pandemic, and it's unacceptable, and this really, really needs to stop now. Uh, tenants during working from home are facing huge disruptions in their quiet environment. Um, and just in closing for the Housing Rights Committee of San Francisco and also as a Veritas Tenant Association, this emergency ordinance needs to happen. Thank you. Thank you Non-essential construction was actually prohibited by the city's shelter-in-place order when it first went into effect. In early May, as restrictions eased, construction was allowed to start back up again. 
Peskin says this proposal isn't a complete reversal of that. This is a very, as legislators say, very narrowly tailored piece of legislation. This is not aimed at stopping all construction in San Francisco. This is a very straightforward, common sense piece of legislation that will allow people like Andrea and Lena to shelter in peace. It will allow them to flush their toilet, to drink some water, to run their computer, to not have their food spoil in their refrigerator. Um, so uh, I understand that people like to get really excited and say, oh my God, this is gonna stop the world as we know it. No, this is a piece of legislation that is going to make a handful of bad actors who are trying to evict their tenants by harassing them out, by turning off their water and power to be held accountable. That's it. So let, let, let me just read you the most important parts of this legislation at page, uh, starts at the bottom of page two. Um, and it reads as follows in section three. Temporary prohibition of construction activities that suspend water or other utility services unless an alternative source is provided. No construction may be performed in a building containing any residential rental units. Whether or not a building permit has been issued prior to the effective date of this emergency ordinance, if that construction would result in the suspension of water service or other utility service to any other resident in the building, unless, one, in the event of a water shutoff, an alternative water source is provided, including but not limited to water bottles of gallons of water. Two, in the event of electricity shutoff, a generator or alternative power source that is provided. So uh, there's, there's really no way around that. You, you, that's it. If you want to turn her water off, you got to give her water. If you want to turn her power off, you got to give her an alternative source of power. Boom. Someone asked why the city can't force landlords who force out tenants to charge the new tenants the old rent. The question was, is really a question about what's called vacancy control, which I have always supported, um, but is illegal under the laws of the state of California in an act called the Costa Hawkins Act, um, which we tried to repeal with Proposition 10 that failed statewide at the ballot. Um, I am a huge proponent of vacancy control in the state of California. Unfortunately, we can't do that. We have other tools like what, I've what I'm introducing in 28 minutes, um, but uh, uh, we don't have that tool, unfortunately. And remember, the, the legislation that is in my hands right. is a piece of citywide legislation that is not just about this one egregious, horrible thing. So I, I, I wanna make clear that this is really about a pattern and practice by a number of bad actors and this legislation is really designed to address all of that. Relative to this specific project and the behavior of this specific landlord, who is clearly an egregious bad actor, um, it may rise to the level of criminality, at which point the district attorney of San Francisco, Chesa Boudin, um, would have certain authorities to prosecute criminally. Um, we have not gotten there yet, um, but Andrea, we do have your back. Peskin says he's asked the city attorney, who would file a civil suit, not criminal charges, to look into this case because of its history of code violations. 
After that, the supervisor departed to formally introduce his proposal. I'm Laura Wenis, and you've been listening to Civic. 